This is Gail Cook. And this is Kara Amy Maxfield. And this this is Permanent Filter. And today's episode is entitled Style and Substance. I'm Kara Amy Maxfield. And I'm Gail Cook. And the reason that we're using and instead of style or substance is because both of us firmly believe that style is not um, in binary opposition to substance, that style and substance are true style embodies the substance because Mm. style is the, the basic, the development of someone's who they are at the core coming to the surface and this can be this is as true when it comes to an individual as it is when it comes to like a piece of furniture although they don't have sort of the cognition but it's it's embodied in anything that makes a person or person stop and take a second look at someone so we're gonna illustrate this by way of an origin story of our friendship so the first time that where Gail and I met and we were doing uh, we were doing a course doing a program together and it was a fairly small class Mm -hmm. and we had both we were both kind of quite outspoken in class and we had exchanged I like how you say that outspoken (laughs) both are uh women of strong opinion (laughs) And um, that's also another component to style as well, too. The opinion is expressed. It can be expressed visually, not just verbally. Mm -hmm. But um, it wasn't until uh, we both met in the bathroom and (laughs) and Gail complimented me on the my outfit du jour or in fact my general style that that really cemented one of the things that cemented our friendship but there was nothing like appeal to my vanity to and a genuine appeal to my vanity to uh have me uh attracted towards a person so i'll turn it over to gail to let her talk about uh in rapturousness about what she saw before her so i basically was sitting across from kara amy and she was wearing this leopard print coat and of course with her lipstick and her hats oh my god kara amy's hats hats are to die for (laughs) anyway so here we are in this i do have an extension hat (laughs) collection so we're sitting here in this bland little room (laughs) and there's like about half a dozen or so people there and you know everybody's in jeans I was probably in jeans too and a gray coat gray (laughs) because you know yeah (laughs) and here's Kara Amy like she was like a beacon like because you would just wanted to pay attention to her because like she was just looked amazing and she we were there for a few days and i'm like she always looks great and then finally it's like oh well do i tell her because i may have been a little outspoken in that class so i didn't know <laughs> delightfully, <laughs> delightfully so delightfully and necessarily so yes delightfully anyway um so uh finally uh, I ended up, we ended up in the same bath, like, we ended up in the washroom one day, and I just said, you know what, you look great. 
you always look great. <laughs> and I mean, but I, it's no word of a lie. She mm. did. She, she brought it every single day. Thank you, Gail. So <laughs> she stood yeah. out. She was um, like the movie star of the. Oh, please. <laughs> She on, was seriously. She was yeah. like the movie star in a in a room full of just normal people. So <laughs> that you know, style um, obviously grabs attention, and mm. Kara Amy certainly grabbed attention. So and Gail, the very fact that that okay, the very fact that my style. Thank you so much for your effusive and genuine prank. And I say genuine, not as a genuine because of course you're saying nice things about me but genuine in terms of because you are a person who emanate who just uh emanates uh an uh, an honesty and a genuineness and an authenticity so it's not just an empty compliment of hey girlfriend you look great kind of style mm -hmm. but the very fact that gail kind of reached out to me because of that makes all the 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 pain and the hardship of the style worthwhile no i'm just joking it is it is a pleasure and quite and in with great intention actually but honesty that i dress in such a way that does have people attracted to me mm -hmm. now i don't mean this necessarily in the sense of attracted to me romantically or sexually although that's also not a <laughs> not an inconsiderate <laughs> part of that, but that's not a primary goal. No, the idea is that I'm a person, I'm one of those people who love when people come up and talk to me on the street. So if by wearing something that attracts attention, mm -hmm. and I mean this by male, female, um, children, animals, any living creature, plants, <laughs> who then kind of like pierces the bubble of the bubbles that we're all in the bubbles that keep us disconnected from each other and pierces that and that starts off a conversation mm -hmm. then i i just love that there's certain pieces that i wear like one piece in particular a piece of jewelry that i bought in new orleans which is my what well, my very favorite place in the world and high on gail's list as well too oh yeah and uh, now there's a city of style there's a city of style but the necklace in question is a collection of pearls and safety pins that was made by an artist in new orleans hands down my favorite piece of jewelry and the reason why it qualifies as such is because i've never not once gone out wearing that necklace mm -hmm. where i didn't have somebody come up and talk to me about the necklace comment on the necklace then, of course, I have to mention as though I'm robotically <laughs> reciting this. But no, I have to mention that I bought it in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And then that provokes a discussion about New Orleans. Absolutely. Whether the person has gone there or not or would like to go there, has mm -hmm. heard stories about it. But also more widely about travel, about uniqueness, about artisan jewelry making. Just it's really opened the door and I've made friends through this necklace. Mm -hmm. So that is, that is the power. And I mean, Gail, in regards to, I wasn't wearing that, the necklace no. that day in particular, but just other pieces, including my extensive hat collection that Gail has mentioned are things that people take notice of because they are unusual, like out of the ordinary as well too, for people to consistently wear hats that, it seems to free people to come up and talk to me. And I love that. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like 
because I work in a world generally um, in, in the office where everybody dresses the same and we're all prim and proper. And I mean, quite frankly, to me, it's boring. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's like we're all, God forgive me, drones. Mm -hmm. And we all wear the same sort of stuff and we all wear the same sort of shoes and it's... You miss that in an office situation, mm. right? Like, mm. where is the personality here? There's mm. none. So, for example, and when the you individuality is yeah, there too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, to have a personal style where people are like, "Oh my God, look at her!" in mm. the most fabulous way, of course. Oh. Um, I mean it. <laughs> I think that's important in any space, whether it be the office, on this, walking down the street, or mm. anywhere. Mm. You want to be the one that gets noticed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, the I noticed an interesting thing with people in terms of what they comment on, and. It seems though many people are really hungry for for color. Mm -hmm. Yes. In particular, like, have you noticed that with people? Where, um, I not just with myself, but of course I'm by the test subject that goes everywhere wherever I go. But also being around with other people, where somebody has has worn something that's bright, and people that you don't really or you expect don't even know what like color is as a friend of mine mm -hmm. once joked you know um it's just sort of like oh what's what does color mean but we'll come up and say that's a fabulous color and there'll be so much joy in and and gratitude yeah. for you having brought that color into the world and i think and i get that a lot when i wear red yeah so i have again not anything where somebody's coming up because of like like hitting on me or sort of a, a, a romantic intention or anything. Mm -hmm. It's just to simply state, thank you for wearing like that. That's a great quote and explicitly saying, thank you for wearing that color. And I'm like, Oh, it's my pleasure. It's like an across the board, sort of like young people, you know, young mm -hmm. people, older people, yeah. everyone, men, women, all ages and shapes and kinds, sizes and colors. Well, I think that color, to me, mm. at least when I'm wearing mm. something colorful and bold, my confidence level goes way up. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. You know, um, yeah. like right now I'm wearing mm. like a bluish mm -hmm. sweater and mm -hmm. office clothes. And yeah. it's like, yeah, it's me. But when I'm wearing something bold and exciting, it's like I feel bold and exciting. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, it's too much of a rarity because I, you don't, a person doesn't get enough um, opportunity. Like seriously, mm. if I ever won the lottery, mm. I want a coat like Liberace's. Oh, uh, insert just... whatever yeah. coat that Liberace. <laughs> I I you would love to go Liberace off. as your point, as your kind of like lit, like your your. Uh, litmus test of exactly things, say, maybe fake fur and yeah. um, glitter and the, rhinestones but I that is that would be me mm. like yeah. just I am here I am awesome yeah. <laughs> well okay here I am, I am here and I am awesome <laughs> but, you know what I want to feel yeah. it 
Yeah. And I think yeah. the your, the clothes that you wear make you feel however you are at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know? You raise, Gail, you make a very good point. And that has me thinking about how maybe it's not just the color that you're wearing that appeals and attracts people to you. Maybe it's the fact, as you said, that the color, I, how you feel better with the color. Mm -hmm. And I know I, that's true for myself. So maybe a part of it is the attraction of other people to a bright color that sort of, that stands out in a very sort of neutral landscape, but also the fact that, um, that that makes you feel differently and projects an energy, which in itself then attracts people to you. I think so. Cause when I was in those halcyon days, when I could afford to do burlesque, <laughs> um, <laughs> when I was in that costume, I was a different person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I absolutely different. It not just your woman about the town yeah. gal. I was, I was a superstar. Yeah. I felt like a you superstar. In those, I know. Still are, babe. I know, but you know, I, I felt it when I was in those mm -hmm. costumes, I mm -hmm. felt it mm -hmm. and it wasn't, I didn't feel like everyday girl about the town. I was, mm -hmm. I was a star. Yeah. Yeah. So I really do think that like color and glitz and, mm -hmm. and just, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. what you wear makes you feel differently. So Okay, so would you say, so let's talk a little bit about sort of with the burlesque costumes and that. What is there about, when you break them down, what is there about the costumes that made you feel like a star? More like the star, more like the star that you are. How about that? It wasn't a transformation, it was a revelation. It, um, Tell us about the costumes, describe them for our listeners. Well, some of them had very little to them, but... <laughs> But what little there, but what little there was, was glamorous. No. Oh yeah, glamour. Mm. You had your rhinestones. I mean, mm. good lord, you mm. can't um, not feel different if you're like glittering like mm. the sun, mm. or glittering like you know the snowflakes mm -hmm. on the ground. Like mm -hmm. it just, you know, it's something that I obviously wouldn't wear anywhere else. <laughs> but it 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 would just. Putting on those clothes, mm. it's just like I'm a different person. Mm. I'm I'm more who I really am ah, than who I dress like. Interesting point. Do you know what okay. I mean? Okay, yeah, yeah. Bringing out who you are inside to the surface. Yeah. Yeah, this is the real me. This like, is the real you. Like, mm. when I was wearing those costumes, it's like, this is me. Mm -hmm. I am fabulous and there's nobody that can tell me I'm not. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. you know, in your office clothes, you're just like, yeah. just blah and bland and just like everybody else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I certainly do. I certainly do. And I haven't dressed that way in a long time. <laughs> Lucky in fact, you. Yeah. No, I, ever since I was like maybe 15 15, uh -huh. 14 or 15, I dressed in, in a very distinct way and it's, it, it's never been about fitting in. But you know, it's not just yeah. about clothes either. No, no, I definitely. really appreciate people mm. who go out and have different colors in their hair, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, and, and yeah. stuff like that. Like I really, or, or even just a different hairstyle yeah. than maybe, you know, yeah. somebody else. Yeah. Like 
Like it's all personal expression. And I really, I really, really appreciate seeing mm. that person just saying, this is who I am. Yeah. Rather than yeah. Just, this is what I conform to, to make a living. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because seriously, exactly. I would have no bones about going out in a coat like Liberace's and. I wouldn't not. It, Gail has an amazing headdress. That when we first became <laughs> friends, and the first time actually I went over to your place, and you said this was, you had inherited some money, did something sensible like paying off your car, yeah. and then you said, and I will show you what it is that I bought with part of the the inheritance that I had. And it was just like, it's absolutely amazing, this extraordinarily a headdress that actually requires good upper body strength in order to <laughs> yeah it's, it's quite like a solid neck like i i have such great love for anyone who has a piece of clothing where it is so uh so extraordinary that you actually will have to like do weight training in order to you will have to actually it's not that heavy a physical <laughs> but it you is know, pretty strength in yeah. order to manage it. I thought that's dedication. It's not. It's the very opposite of this whole. I have to be comfortable physical. I have to be wearing pajamas at all times in order to be, you know, enjoying myself. No, you don't. But you know, having mm. style does not mm. mean you have to suffer for fashion. Mm, I don't get mm, that mm, you mm. you suffer for fashion. I do not suffer I, when I oh, Oda. I'm no. in complete comfort and pleasure. Also, not in Canadian weather either. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I always, um, I look at some of the costumes in haute couture, and I'm like, that is not um, ridiculous for what it looks like. It's ridiculous for everyday wear. I mean, obviously, I understand that it's not for everyday wear, but I mean. And it's done as it's art, just, is the thing. That's what people. But, I mean, I'm not going to wear 12, like six inch heels or however mm, mm -hmm. i'm not a heels person mm. generally mm. um but i'm not going to do that because mm. it's not comfortable but yeah. to see somebody such as yourself mm. go around mm. comfortable mm -hmm. yet so completely stylish and the substance that's you can tell yeah. that you're a woman of substance you're uh -huh. not just some rando yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth i speak that the truth and individuality yeah and and the individuality is my whole world for other people like that is what i would want for everybody just to mm. be able to express mm -hmm. their individuality do you i'm i'm really of the mind and I've experienced, the, and I've experienced this. This isn't just sort of a thought experiment. This is actually put into practice. Is that people who demonstrate style give permission and support to other people to be individuals, both in terms of way those other people dress and in being free to be themselves. Mm -hmm. So I noticed that. There's a number, I have a number of friends in the LGBTQ community mm -hmm. and that a number of them before they had come out, some, some of them still aren't out and aren't as free as, as they'd like to be. Right. But they felt there was really sort of a connection between us because they felt like the way that I dressed I wasn't going to be a person, I, ergo, I'm not a conventional person. Right. So I'm not going to be conventional in my thinking. Mm -hmm. 
So there was a certain freedom for them to be open and free to be themselves, which is something that I love. Oh yeah. Um, about and and I want to have within my friends and my group and you know mm-hmm. just community. Um, I really want that for people and and this this whole notion too of like somebody else might have a different style talking about a physical look. Mm-hmm. They might have a different style that wouldn't be anything that I would wear or could wear, but I can appreciate it as their style. Yes. And that's all part of the whole individualism where you can look onto something and say, that's incredibly stylish. Now that's not, that's, that's not about me, but yeah, you can tell that that person has style. Yeah. And, um, but I think there's like a a conception that if you dress, maybe not as your conventional, like jeans and t-shirt and, mm -hmm. or, you know, in the office, like, heels and a skirt and a Mm -hmm. nice blouse that maybe you you aren't a good worker Mm -hmm. or you're not a good person Mm. or but you know what i don't think that's true Mm. like i don't like the idea are you saying the idea that some people think that you spend too much of your time thinking about how you look therefore you can't be it's too fussy it's too focused on appearances and you're not then not a person of substance yeah Mm. or you know Mm. if people just don't like it Mm -hmm. then they don't value you pardon Mm. me value Mm -hmm. value you um as much as somebody who wears a shirt and tie every day. I mean, I understand that there's norms that you have to conform mm-hmm. to. Yeah. I mean, God knows we most of us do that. Yeah, yeah. But I just think it's a it's a shame that people mm-hmm. can't show who they are yeah. in their fashion sense at work. But you know what? Okay, here's how I would respond to those people, Gail. Were they to ask me to give? a measured response and I would respond quite um, uh, voraciously shall we say Mm -hmm. to that comment because I believe that the opposite is true in terms of when you have a style and hear me out on this you almost have a uniform if you know who I go back to something that uh, I remember Barack Obama said when he was asked about why he would there were particular things that he would do have a particular lunch every day he would wear a navy suit every day and looked very looked very sharp in it and his response to that was that when you've got big decisions to make about world affairs then you need to keep other you need to keep other decisions simple Okay, so that may seem to be an argument against personal style, but indeed is an argument for style because the great stylists, Diana Vreeland being one of them, um, are people who have a consistency to their look. Mm-hmm. So in other words, okay, to use, my, to use myself as the example, you, I'm always going to be in a dress or a skirt. You're never going to see me in pants. You're always going to see me in a hat. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be some sort of a statement jewelry, but the silhouette of the dress or of the skirt and generally the sweater, sometimes the blouse, more, but not often, um, it will be simple. Mm-hmm. So keeping a simple silhouette, generally black with a bold color. 
Uh-huh. So I don't have to think. So I, I have to actually, I get a chuckle when people will say, oh, you must spend copious amounts of time thinking about what you're going to wear. And I say, au contraire, mon frère, that I actually spend very little time because I know who I, I have. I have a beautiful, um, actally, picture on the wall mm-hmm. that a friend actually created for me. And it's the silhouette of a woman, and it says, right by the door, and it says, first know who you are, and then dress accordingly. So part of the problem that people have, I think, in in many issues when it comes to style, one in terms of not having a style, wanting to have a style, but not having a style of their own, or people who decidedly think that, you know, it's, it's a superficial thing to have a style mm-hmm. or people who think well I'd like to do that but it takes too much time what you need to find out at the core is like what do you want to express by your style what do you enjoy what do you enjoy on a purely um, um, what's the word aesthetic level but of fabrics for example what kind of fabrics make you feel good what kind of fabrics work for your lifestyle because you can have a style just as easily have a style in denim as you can have a style in cashmere. One is just a lot more <laughs> luxurious and just pleasant to to have on one's person. As you like, but rub just your as, I, as I rub it, I'm wearing, I am wearing a dress. I'm wearing a sweater dress right now, a black sweater dress that is composed of cashmere and silk. And but the thing is, is looking onto you, like you make the point too about sometimes people are limited because they're working in a situation in which there are they have to wear personal protective equipment Mm -hmm. they have to work they have to wear a uniform so practicality both in terms of safety for themselves co-workers and and clients and customers Mm -hmm. or just the practicality you know i often say i'm not i'm not wearing an outfit that i would be coal mining in no. But the fact is, is that, you know, I can data mine, but not necessarily coal mine as, no. you know, as a technical writer by profession, uh, I'm very sedentary mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily like it like that, but that is sort of the restrictions or I suppose the lack of restrictions with my job. Mm-hmm. So in no way compromising what I do career-wise or intellectually by the fact that I am in, you know, leopard print heels and, you know, a leopard print dress, for example, you know. Yeah. But uh, just going back to a little, you also mentioned the, the, touched on the subject of the whole comfort thing about being comfortable and saying about how you don't get the sense, you get the sense that I'm supremely comfortable in what I'm wearing. Mm -hmm. And it's this whole notion about sort of comfort as being as opposed to being stylish. This is, is erroneous because if you're uncomfortable in what you've chosen to wear for yourself, then that is in itself not stylish. So you are like, and that's comfort on two levels. That's comfort both in terms of being physically comfortable, but psychologically comfortable. So physically comfortable is like, you're not having to adjust. Something's not digging into you. Mm -hmm. It's not too small, too tight. It's not ill-fitting, but it's also psychologically comfortable as well. 
putting on an outfit and feeling like I feel good and I feel like myself. I feel like the best version of myself. But mm -hmm. you can feel comfortable like that and be yourself. Whereas you don't need to subject people to a sense of comfort that means wearing what I call soft pants, meaning jogging pants, pajama pants, anything like that in public, unless you are indeed either jogging, working out, or sleeping in public. Uh, no. <laughs> so there's no need to say that. I, I like to say this notion that there's special occasion things and then there's comfortable things. I think comfort is a crock and that applies to those, the, those abominations. The plastic shoe known as a crock. Nobody can tell me that that is a comfortable <laughs> shoe and it is an abomination and needs to be purged from the earth. Well, those are fighting words there. <laughs> no, are not fighting. No, no. No, you're not. It's not fighting words with me, but it's fighting words with somebody. Words with and don't get me wrong. Some of my best friends wear Crocs. No, I, I do have a friend who does with her particular foot shape and her particular needs and, uh, you know, her particular work requirements appreciates the croc and that in no way undermines my friendship nor my respect or love for her but at the same time i still stand by my statement my strong <laughs> statement she is the exception that proves the rule not that dis you know that basically strikes down the rule mm -hmm. but um i mean if she's comfortable in it that's groovy for me Sure. You know, mm -hmm. because like for me, I'm not really that comfortable in high heels or, mm. um, you know, stilettos. Mm. I just mm. can't do it. Yeah. Many people, many people aren't. You have okay. to have a certain shaped foot. Maybe I could do it. Yeah. I just really don't want to. <laughs> to be fair, I just that's, We'll really see. Don't that's want fair it. enough. That's fair enough. Again, going back to the true comfort of style. So if it's some, but look on it to this, this way too, Gail. If you were to wear stilettos or somebody wearing heels where they're uncomfortable, that's going to be reflected on how you present yourself mm -hmm. as well as your feelings about if If the thought going through your mind when you're out in heels is, I can't wait to sit down or dear God, I need to get back home and soak my feet. You are not going to have that kind of expressiveness or that connection to other people when you're in physical pain. This is true. So I once wore a fabulous pair of boots. Mm -hmm. Do tell. I love them. They're kind of steampunky with. Um, like oh, okay. I still have the pair and I will show you. Please do. I'm dying to see these. But I had them when I was down in New Orleans and oh. I was wearing them to an event. When you went through here for Halloween, right? Yeah. Okay. And. Uh, okay. They were the most painful pair of boots I have ever worn <laughs> in my entire life. Really? And I'm walking, I'm going home from this party, mm. and I am dying. Mm. I am not mm. having fun. Mm. I just can't wait to find someone or some a cab so I can sit the heck oh, down. Okay. okay. It was awful. And I literally passed two gentlemen who were sitting there having a smoke on the by the sidewalk. Mm. And he literally says, that woman is in pain. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I am. I need a cab. Just writ large on your face, like in every, your body language and everything. Yeah, you know, the limping, so, the yeah. whole oh, okay. oh, my God. Okay. Limping okay. and must have been the expression yeah. on my face because yeah. 
I have never worn such a painful pair of boots. And I'm and one part of me is like, well, maybe they'll just break them in, but I don't want to wear them to break them in. Yeah. And it's been yeah. years, and I yeah. still look at and those shoes, and I'm like, broken no. In. Yeah. I know that people will say that about certain pairs of shoes. I believe that they need to fit, like they need to be as comfortable as being with an old friend pretty much yeah. from the get-go. And I've had pairs of shoes where it's like, well, yeah, maybe I'll walk around in them, walk around in them at home, and then, you know, just sort of if it's not working, stretch them out a little, and they've never got to the point where they are, I, you know. And the worst part of the whole them. thing was that I had a great costume, mm. and they were a great pair of boots for it. What, but it what, ruined what the whole... costume? Uh, I had, like... I had like nice hats mm-hmm. and uh, oh, that little hat that it's I kind of like had. a saloon girl type thing, I guess. Oh, okay. okay. And the boots look great sassy. with them, but oh my mm-hmm. God. I mean, it didn't do anything for me because I wasn't enjoying yeah. any of it. Love yeah. the style though, but mm-hmm. that is the last time I ever suffered for fashion. Yeah. Because it's just no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, is there like, then the natural vivacity that is Gail is is very much tempered as those gentlemen saw. Yeah, you know, I mean, quite clearly, and it sounds like they were sympathetic as opposed to being. Critical. Oh yeah, it's no, like no, they the were. Poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, is that if you're not bringing yourself and your energy to sort of to these, you know, encounters or these. That sounded a little bit seedy, but into into sort <laughs> there of there were no encounters in, in but but adventures when yeah. you're going out. And I like to think that every time that you leave the house, that is in itself an adventure. I mean, especially now, but even before mm-hmm. before COVID. But um, but the thing is, is that if you're not having fun, that's going to show. If you're not being yourself, that's going to show yeah. in your face. Yeah, and that's going to have an effect on the how people are attracted to you mm-hmm. and the fun that you have and where things go from there. So the, the, the comfort there has to be there, but it's just not comfort in the way that people necessarily think is mm-hmm. comfortable. You have to find something that you can have. I like, I know a lot of women rock actually dresses and a cute sneaker as well. Right. A riding boot. That was something that I purchased oh, riding boots my amazing. first trip to New York. And, and I noticed something no, interesting that I noticed about New York, my first trip there was that uh, very? You can see very few people in, or very few women in heels. There's yeah, so I noticed much that too walking. when I was there. Yeah, interesting though, hey. It's all sneakers in the subway. So. And and well, I noticed a lot of riding boots because it's a smart look. Like it's a high, smart sort of flat, not not flat, like a. a a small square heel mm-hmm. that in no way looks like frumpy or clunky. It just looks like what you look like is a sleek, stylish creature of action going oh, about absolutely. your day and, you know, using the street as your catwalk, looking fabulous, but getting around and not being impeded by your footwear. You know what? Yeah. I've actually ridden horses with riding boots on and I For felt great. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I'm wearing riding boots. And yeah, it's so, you know, it's interesting that you bring up sort of using riding boots for actually riding because there's so many things that are sort of in uniquely and intrinsically stylish uh-huh. that, that we wear in society that actually come from very practical purposes, like Absolutely. a lot of classic things. 
but a lot of things from the military. So oh my t-shirts. Don't even get military, me started on military you know, fashion. Oh. Military fashion is intrinsically smart because, and I think this is the critical thing about style, it is not fussy. It is very deliberate. It is very practical. Hence, too, the style and the substance being about practicality as opposed to just sort of like whimsy or just, uh, you know. Okay. Um, Honestly, the only thing that I that comes up to me when mm-hmm. I, you mentioned military mm-hmm. clothing is yeah. men look great in yeah, uniform. It is true. Oh it is true. God. Gotta love a man in a Sorry, uniform. Sorry, God. I just, It's incredibly wow. a dress uniform, not necessarily fatigues, but although fatigues have a charm. But generally a dress uniform. Oh, no, I absolutely. totally agree. And I mean, of course we get the beret military. Yeah. Um, was the reading like a great, actually I have a sister who wears a lot of nautical type clothes. She really, mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. done, she's been a sailor on tall ships and that. And actually it is great style and has been what she's, she's done, but she will wear um, a lot of the, the, the vertical or the horizontal stripes. Right which actually started with Napoleon's Navy and it actually represented the stripes were representative of certain, I, I can't remember what it is now, but it actually is related back to battles won. So uh-huh. there is a significance, there's a language in that. And yet it's such a, such a smart look. Again, not my look, I'm not about vertical stripes oh. or a French walking short, but it is a fabulous style look. Thank you. French Navy. But you know, I heard, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. don't know the veracity mm-hmm. of this comment, mm-hmm. but I heard that Hugo Boss mm. um, did the uniforms for the Nazis. <laughs> that is so, true. That is true. So, no. I mean, okay. They look good. <laughs> Give the Nazis this one thing. I will put this statement out unequivocally that. Nazis are bad. They're horrible. They're, They're horrible absolutely people. horrible. No Please. support no. for Nazis. No. Not the classic Nazis of World War II. We're just talking Not the neo Nazis. Just Nazis. No. 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 Not any not. Nazi of any. No support. Sort. No. No. Nothing. Whatever. But the na- style wise, you got to give them their props. Yeah. You got to give the them uniforms. Their props. We're great. That the uniforms were. But so we do not Hugo Boss in terms of outfitting these monsters. How about that? But there there have been a number of like malicious I also think of the Black Panthers as well, to distinguish them from very much from the Nazis. And the Black Panthers were not not to be political, but there was they did not they got very bad press and they did a lot of they did a lot of good. They did a lot of uh, feeding of of children in in schools and hungry kids. Oh, really? Yeah, they did actually. So the Black Panthers have been kind of not to turn this into a political <laughs> no, broadcast. No, no. But the there there are certain people where of the times that they were opposing the status quo, and then were um, then were looked upon or the sort of the common. Uh, opinion of the Black Panthers is that they were this radical group and they were this dangerous, uh, dangerous group. But they actually did did a lot of good and were supportive of a lot of socialist causes, democratic socialist causes, um, in the spirit of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. And uh, but it, I, as for the purposes of this podcast, we're talking about just can we talk about how how sharp those guys looked? Like they 
you know, they, they got that going on. And of course, we're being somewhat facetious in terms of the look of certain groups and certain political groups and the style. But the whole idea is, is people will view you in a certain way, depending on your appearance. So if you have a unified group that looks really fly, mm -hmm. then that's going to go a long way towards the way that people perceive you. So and I, again, that's only about the fashion. It's just about the fa it's just about the fashion. So yeah, not let's put the Nazis aside. Yeah, let's but just they... any group, any group where there's but there's a unification of purpose. I mean, this is in the in the case of the Nazis, this is for horrific and monstrous and evil purposes, but they were united in that and that you saw that through the uniform, but yeah. hence the whole nature of the uniform. It's the idea of saying we are as one believing in one philosophy and we express that because we are all dressed for the same. Yeah. So hence that in itself is you can be, you can have a certain style as a group, but the thing is, is that style, it is a different thing from style as the individual. Yeah, and I mean, fashion does unify people. Mm -hmm. Because, um, I mean, if you look at Mean Girls, they were all mm -hmm. wearing pink, for example, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. that gave them a sort of mm -hmm. substance. Mm -hmm. Not just style, but it was substance. You yeah. knew who they were mm -hmm. and what they were about. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I mean... Um, well, I think speaking of, of of wearing pink, and I mean the power of the power of color and style to actually signify a cause, and I think uh, think to Indian women who wear a hot pink, which is actually the color of support for women's causes and support for sort of progressive causes for women, is in uh, embodied within this wearing of a hot pink. Right. And Indian culture has never shied away from the, they embody the whole splendid, the beautiful dyes and the beautiful mm -hmm. colors and, and the, and the, the bringing together of like bold colors, the oranges and pinks and reds and golds right. and all of these colors. And the fact that there is that symbolism within there, um, I think says a lot. I mean, it does. I mean, style unites people you know um i mean even um just not necessarily a cohesive group standing for something mm -hmm. but even um like say if you look at the real housewives mm -hmm. they're all wearing designer <laughs> right yeah yeah and that's a requirement for mm -hmm. their mm -hmm. kind of clicks mm -hmm. right yeah. so it just but is there anything about any one of those women that stands out? Or is it just no, the no, same? No, to me, they're just cookie cutter. Kind they're of not even people, right? Extension wearing, you know, like they all have the same look. I Pretty mean, much all have the same look. Like they're indistinguishable from each other. When I say they, they're not even people, what I, what I kind of mean is that they're all dolls that people dress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're artificial. Yeah it doesn't have personality it mm. just has 
to me it's just like i need to wear this or else the group will shun me yeah kind of thing yeah yeah well right? the uniform right the, i the guess wearing the uniform. Of a uniform i mean they're not wearing a uniform in the sense of like they're not working at walmart but they're we're wearing a uniform a much more expensive uniform but a uniform in in the worst way in that they need to look like everyone else or as you say they will be shunned from the group and that's the very antithesis of style yeah and they have no substance like mm. i've watched a bit of it and it they have no substance they're just mm. i don't know they're just dolls mm. and there's a difference between a person like you mm. who has substance and it's reflected in her style mm. whereas they have certain style but they have no substance well, so it kind of negates everything for them right like they don't yeah well their style is 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 homogeneous so yeah, it's like it's they're kinda... like everyone else who, who... and it's bland yeah it's completely and it's bland. personality less and it, that is that even a word yeah. it has no it personality is it is now there's no you got it from gail personality the list there you go but you know you like coined something new yeah. To me, their style with no substance is meaningless mm -hmm. and forgettable. Yeah. Whereas you have style that indicates your stuff substance. Does that make sense? It does. That makes and, sense. And, and so these are beautiful. That's a beautiful sentiment too, <laughs> as well too, and very true. You know. But, so yeah. So I I just think that it, it's fine to look pretty, but you have you have to have something and i think it's important to tell people mm -hmm. when they look good mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Random, yeah, I've, I've told yeah. random people on the street or mm -hmm. in a store mm -hmm. you look fabulous mm -hmm. yeah as, as I, mean? I have done as well too i would never i would never critique somebody's style like i would never go up i would only approach people i would only approach strangers or quite frankly even friends for that matter with compliments if there's yeah. something that either where i'm thinking well no no, just no. Or thinking, oh, here's how you might improve on. I see what you were trying to do. I would never come up and oh, approach absolutely somebody no. to that. No, it's no. It's just like, it's either compliments or nothing. It's compliments or nothing. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Like, it's you have no business to, to go up to a complete stranger or a friend and say, and I see what much. you're doing there, but uh, no. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I you don't you do that. I see what you tried, but it was just like, I'll leave you with this um story of this uh of this man who was in new york and he was trying out a cape for the first time Ooh, and uh and it was a bold a bold choice but i guess apparently not really his style and he was feeling uh to be fair he was saying that he was kind of he was trying it out but he really wasn't feeling it mm -hmm. he was psychologically physically comfortable but psychologically much less so well, darling never a cape never and it well <laughs> as he soon learned as he was going down you know walking down the street which in new york has for runways right where people will often comment on what you're wearing and you can try out different looks and as he passed two men deep in conversation themselves obviously like with considerable style one of the men stopped the conversation that they were deep in to turn to this man telling the story and go no just no and continued on the way <laughs> and he knew and it was like oh there God. you go unsolicited critique but he realized as hurtful as it was at the time the man this stranger was giving him a very important lesson in you're not wearing it well it's not who you are 
Yeah. So go go forth then my go forth my good man and find what truly works for you. And I think that's at the essence of style. Find who you are and then dress accordingly. Yeah. Wow, that sounds like a painful favor. But, <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes through pain we learn truth. Yeah, exactly. So But don't go up to strange people and insult them because that's not cool. Although he, but he did learn the, he did learn the lesson. There. Yeah. So yeah. that, yeah, yeah. This isn't New York though. No, that's true. <laughs> that you have to be, it's very much of a New York thing, but it was just like, no, just to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's it for today.